you guys saw it, amazing. You definitely heard me at the end of the game. If you were not here or you didn't watch it, where were you guys? Because this was a terrific game, especially towards the end. And I've got a lot of takeaways on this one because I was down on ice level watching just all of this unfold. And this was one of the more fun games that I've done as a public address announcer. And getting to do it for this Ducks game, dream come true, by the way. Game number one in the NHL, hopefully not the last. All right, so let's talk about this game in general. This this was just a weird game at the start. There was a lot of scoring at the beginning and then not much and then an explosion at the end. So let's go period by period, just talk about the game in general. Actually, my biggest takeaway on this game was the resolve. The resolve of the Ducks in this game was something that was kind of missing the last couple seasons. Really the last four seasons. I did a series of podcasts about four months ago about all the blown leads that the Ducks had in this one. The Ducks blew leads late time after time after time again. And typically, it was the Ducks that would wind up losing the games. Well, flip the script. I know it's preseason, but now that we're later in the preseason, I can say this is kind of a turnaround right now because... The Ducks, they were the ones that came back and won this one. So already you can see somewhat of a difference in this current Ducks team. Something that we weren't really accustomed to is now there is a team that is going to fight back. And now there is a team that is going to take charge. And you know what? Maybe this is something that the Ducks can really put a pin on this game, but also use it moving forward because already you can see the difference between the Dallas Eakins regime and the Greg Cronin regime. The last time Greg Cronin was in this building, the Colorado Eagles lost to the Firebirds in five games and coming back and having the kind of effort that he had from the Ducks, especially towards the end, especially the young kids, that is extremely encouraging. And, you know, looking at my personal notes, um, I loved that first line with Vetrano. <laughs> oh, Vetrano Strom and, of course, Leo Carlson. Um, first off, big props. Having Leo Carlson on the first line with Strom and Vetrano. Um, I thought Carlson did a great job in this one. Um, I guess the other big takeaway is that having the mix of vets out there with the players they had, that was good towards the end. And I especially, especially liked the line they had out there when they pulled Dostal from the game. And I actually took note on this. Here's who was out there for the final minute and a half of the game after the Ducks called their timeout with a minute and a half left. They had Troy Terry, Ryan Strom, Zach Cashian. <laughs> yeah, he was out there. Uh, Vetrano. McTavish and Tristan Luno. Now that was a little bit curious because Tristan Luno was incredible in juniors and for Cronin, even though it's preseason for Cronin to put that kind of trust in Luno at the end of the game was nothing short of spectacular. And this is something that the ducks 
can hopefully look forward to in the coming seasons and maybe something that they can do maybe next season is put Leno in more of not a starring role but put him in more of a trusting role and put him in those heavy crunch time minutes and throughout the game he did an incredible job just quarterbacking the power plays that they had um also ducks i mean they didn't score in the power play but they did get some good shots and some good shifts out there from tristan luno on the power play and this is something that the ducks i think should be looking forward to in the coming weeks and the coming months and hopefully the coming years because he's someone that i'm very high on uh someone that kind of struggled today was pavel regenda uh regenda did struggle a little bit on this game um you know had a had a few tough shifts um uh, passing could still get some work but you know he was mostly fine uh Vakaninen was all right in this one uh drew hellison drew hellison had kind of a mixed bag of a game and had some good shifts towards the middle of the game where he was moving the puck along the boards and pressuring the Arizona defense into having to make some kind of play and forcing them to make some blocked shots. Uh, shots on goal today, by the way, were only 26-21 in favor of the Coyotes, and it probably could have been more because there were times where the Ducks struggled to put pucks towards the net. Up until the last two minutes of the game, the Ducks only had three shots on goal in that first little bit. And just to, to have that towards the end, that was that was brilliant. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. And I'll admit I have no internet here, so I don't know what the ad reads are, but we're going to go old school. So we'll kick it old school, and I'll talk more about this game and break down all the goals on the other side. And now, a word from Bird Dogs. That is right, Bird Dogs are the most comfortable shorts ever. And if you haven't tried Bird Dogs for yourself, what are you waiting for? They have their nice little in shorts liners, which are great for a runner like me. So if you want to check that out for yourself, head over to birddogs.com right now, slash locked on NHL, and use the code locked on NHL to get a free tumbler. I have one at home keeps my beverages nice and cold and the shorts they're just super comfortable so try them for yourself at bird dogs the most comfortable shorts ever welcome back to locked on anaheim ducks live from acrisure arena i'm your host jason jd hernandez oh boy what a game Let's break down the game as, you know, I still have a bunch of messages coming in. A lot of friends saying, hey, we heard you. Yeah, of course you heard my voice. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, Let's go over the game really quickly. First period was kind of a hot mess. It was Lukas Dostal in net for the Ducks and Carol Vimelka for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, Right off the bat... This was not a good penalty from the Ducks. Zach Cashin got caught cross-checking. That that wasn't a good penalty, folks. It wasn't. Uh, Cashin currently on a PTO with the Ducks. He got the cross-check. And right away, Arizona scored to make it 1-0 Arizona on the power play. 
And then just a couple minutes later, Ryan Strom, Ryan Strom got a nifty little feed to make it a 1-1 game. And then Arizona scored two in quick succession, and these were both within a minute five of each other. Zach Sanford, he scored the Arizona second goal of the game. And then Jan Yannick, also even strength, on the pass from Josh Doan. And by the way, Josh Doan, he's pretty speedy. He's really good. So that made it 3-1. to one. And then just 15 seconds later, Ryan Strom with his second of the period makes it a 3-2 Arizona lead on a nifty little pass from Mason McTavish. So breaking down that first period, uh, first off, it was really fast-paced, back and forth, a lot of missed shots and a lot of blocked shots through that first period. Ryan Strom had one of his better games that I've seen in a while. Um, that second goal came on a backdoor pass from Mason McTavish across the crease right over Rainbow Ro- or Royal Road, not Rainbow Road for the Mario fans, but across Royal Road. Those are the kind of passes that the Ducks need to continue making on a regular basis and something that they are going to need to focus on in this season. In years past, the Ducks kind of let the puck sit around the blue line and not do a whole lot. So finally, when they had the opportunity to get open ice, and that's where they got their goal. That's where Mason McTavish, I feel, is a tremendous asset to this Ducks team, is not just the goal scoring, but the passing ability as well. We saw on that goal, the pass, and I'm just going to look on the ice over there, uh, the pass from the right dot across the crease, just back door to Ryan Strom. It, it was a great pass, and it was a fast pass too, right on the tape of Ryan Strom. That's an aspect of... Oh, sorry, it wasn't McTavish. Um, no, that was Leo Carlson's pass. <laughs> um, I'll talk about McTavish's pass in a second. No, that was the Leo Carlson pass from open ice that was across the crease. Um, I'll talk more positively about Leo Carlson later, but, you know, still going over this game. 3-2 Arizona at the end of one period. Shots on goal, 9-7 in favor of the Coyotes. Second period, a lot more shots, a lot less goals. Anaheim tied it up in the third period, 11 minutes in. Bo grew. First off, I loved being able to say that name and get the reaction from the crowd. It just sounds good on the mic when I say Bo grew tying things up at three. Four minutes later, Arizona on another power play. This on a... Ah, this on a penalty from Vetrano. Why he got caught holding. Why he felt he had to hold right there. I get... I don't really get that penalty a whole lot because where the penalty took place was off along the boards and it wasn't really doing a whole lot as far as you know doing anything beneficial like there are good penalties there are bad penalties and there are penalties that probably shouldn't happen that was one that probably shouldn't have happened because I don't think Arizona was scot-free towards the goal so not not a good penalty and that's something that the Ducks need to be careful about is taking those bad penalties and they got burned once again and that was Dylan Genther scoring on on that one 
making it four to three Arizona going into the third period. And now I know it's preseason. You know, the vibe the vibes were still pretty good here. Third period, Arizona played lockdown defense. As I mentioned, the first 18 minutes of the third period, the Ducks only had three shots on goal. Just three, and that was it. Arizona played airtight lockdown defense, uh, played a 1-3-1 at times, and for the most part, they actually played a box defense, especially towards the end of the game. They tended to play a box diamond, and you know it was hard for the Ducks to do anything on that setup, and they had trouble getting the puck in for most of the period. And it wasn't until uh, Greg Cronin called that timeout with under two minutes left that we had that line out there. Like I mentioned, once again, you had Terry, Strom, Vetrano, Cashin, McTavish, and the aforementioned Tristan Luno. And that's where the Anaheim offense was starting to buzz around the net until finally... With about 35 seconds left in the third period, Troy Terry breaks through on a nice cross pass. So first, it was Vetrano on the right side. Passed it right to Leno at the point and passed it to his left to a wide open Troy Terry or Troy Vetchkin. And when you put the money on Troy Terry's stick like that right on the money, chances are he's going to at least get a good shot on net. And in this case, he scored it top shelf game tied at four goals apiece with the extra man the crowd is going nuts and just as I'm announcing the goal and the assist only 19 seconds later believe it or not Robert Haig scores the game winning goal for the Anaheim Ducks at 1944 of the third period Haig from McTavish and Silverberg and believe it or not the Anaheim Ducks they were on the brink of defeat, and they, they beat the Arizona Coyotes 5-4 to four here at Acrisure Arena. My goodness. That, that was thrilling, folks. That was one of the best endings that I've ever had the pleasure of calling on the PA mic and getting to yell Anaheim Ducks goal. Actually, I'll go a little more personal at the end because we're up against it. So what we're going to do is we're going to head into the second intermission and I'll have some more odds and ends just about this game in particular. I'll get to that on the other side. But first, let's talk about FanDuel. That's right. FanDuel is the official online sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And folks, if you haven't checked out FanDuel recently, what are you waiting for? Because the NHL season starting, the NBA season is starting, and you can get up to 200 bucks back in bonus bets right now at fanduel.com slash NHL. They have the latest props, odds, lines. They have futures. Who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Who's going to be the rookie of the year? How many points will the Ducks finish with this season? All of that at fanduel.com slash NHL, where right now you can get a $200 bonus bet back after your first bet. Once again, that is FanDuel, the official online sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please, folks, gamble responsibly.
Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, I'm your host and public address announcer for this game, Jason J.D. Hernandez. You definitely heard my voice if you watched on DuckStream. So for those of you that sent me messages, my, my phone was kind of blowing up. I actually had to turn it off. I have not looked at my phone yet. It is still covered up. So I'll look at it once I get into my car. But a lot, a lot of you sent messages. I hear my buddy Bailey down there. Um, just thank you all so much. Um, hopefully I did you guys proud. And hopefully, Phil, I did you proud by announcing Anaheim Ducks goal. And that's where I just want to talk about just the atmosphere and the and this particular game in general. The vibe was cool here. Even though it was technically an Arizona like kind of home game, it really wasn't because when the Coyotes scored a goal, you heard more boos than cheers. You probably heard like a few hundred people cheer. When the Ducks scored, that's when the crowd went a little bit nuts, especially towards the beginning of the game when... You know, especially when Strom scored that second goal. Yeah, there was a loud buzz in the arena at that time. That was that was immaculate cheers, folks. So all all the Ducks fans just just going nuts. They were going really nuts for that. I would estimate there was at least five thousand Ducks fans. Actually, probably more than that. There was more than five thousand Ducks fans here at Acrisure Arena. They they dominated the quote-unquote home ice. Now, because I'm professional, I did have to call it even for both teams. I had to say Arizona Coyotes goal and then Anaheim Ducks goal. I had to keep it even, but I think I think even the fans <laughs> knew this. Like, especially when you have an exciting goal like that towards the end, I think everybody could tell that there was a little bit extra for those last two goals. Especially that game-tying goal because Troy Terry, one of my favorite players on the Ducks right now, getting, getting to call a Troy Terry goal. That, that was cool, folks. That was really cool. And then getting to call a game-winning goal and just have that happen. I mean, I, I couldn't have dreamed it. I couldn't have dreamed that kind of scenario happening. Who would have thought that the Ducks would come back in that fashion? Uh, some more notes on this game. Uh, there was a little bit of a scrap towards the end between Scott Harrington and Justin Kirkland with only three and a half minutes left. Yeah, that fight, you know, it is what it is. It was not a pointless fight, but a fight that probably shouldn't have happened. And then at the very end, right after the horn sounded and the clock went to triple zeros, that's where we had a little bit of a kerfuffle between some of the Coyotes players, I think it was um, Liam O'Brien who really got into it with some of the Ducks players. And Frank Vetrano actually got a penalty at the end of the game, at 20 minutes of the of the game. Uh, I don't know if this was announced. I did announce it on the PA system that there was a late penalty from Frank Vetrano at the end of the game. You know, these things happen, and especially between these two teams. Don't forget, these teams have a history with each other. Think back to a couple years ago where you had that terrible incident also involving Troy Terry and, and Z, where Z had to defend his teammates and Troy Terry got injured. Um, 
that whole Jay Beagle incident. So there's a history there. Then there was more injuries that took place, you know, after that. Uh, more kind of rough stuff um, involving uh, John Gibson. So there was a lot going on between both teams. And you could already tell there was a history there. There's also been a bit of a history between the goals and the Roadrunners, the AHL teams that they both represent. Having said that, it feels like no matter what the atmosphere is, there's always going to be some kind of instigating on either side when both of these teams play. And you knew it wouldn't be boring. But now I'm waiting to see what happens in the regular season between these two teams because there's absolutely no love lost between the Yotes and the Ducks. And I think that's what gives me a hard time when I talk about the Coyotes. Is there a bit of animosity there? Yes. Do I call them the Phoenix Coyotes from time to time? Yes. There's the one, Robin. Yeah, I still call them Phoenix. Because of all the stuff that, that's happened in the past. You know, all the infighting, all the fighting between... I mean, there was the stuff the broadcasters said in the past. That history is not going to go away. That rough stuff is going to continue. Preseason, regular season, what have you. So, just from my vantage point, there was there was a metric crap ton of talking towards the end of the game. The Arizona players, they were pissed. They were extremely upset towards the end of the game. You could see the players jawing at each other. You could see the Coyotes players giving the Ducks a hard time. You could see the Ducks players just kind of sticking it to the Coyotes because they love beating them. So I, I can't wait to see what happens the rest of this season. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun watching these teams play. That being said, the Ducks are 4-1 in the preseason. Let me repeat that, folks. The Anaheim Ducks are 4-1 in the preseason. That's among the best in the league. And the reason I'm a little bit more confident and a little more optimistic now, the prior few years, the Ducks haven't had an easy time in the preseason. In fact, they've mostly had losing records or about even records. If the Ducks even win one of their last two, they'll wind up 6-1, and 5-2 and two in this preseason. Considering all the micro stats and all the just shifts, so far I would call this preseason a success. And, you know, just going a little bit further on, and I'll talk more about the players themselves on this next podcast. I'll have another one from here at Akashur Arena. But there, there's some promise, especially from the young kids. And especially seeing Tristan Luno put in a trusted spot towards the end of the game, I hope that the Ducks brass and I hope the coaching staff really paid attention and took note to how Luno played his game and how he carried himself on the ice. He was trusted during the power play, trusted during the end. This, These are the signs of good things to come. And I hope we can see more of this for the last couple of games of the preseason and hopefully towards the season as well. All right, that's going to do it for this particular podcast. We will have one more live here from AccraShare Arena. But in the meantime, thanks so much for listening and thanks for watching. 
Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, ad-free on Amazon. And we're also on SiriusXM, so I might hear myself on the radio on the way back home tonight. Uh, You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could drop me a line at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And once again, thank you all so much for your support. I greatly appreciate it. And thanks to all of you for the support for this game as well. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode live from Acrisure Arena. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together. Quack, quack, everyone. Quack, quack, everyone.